Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farver here, your host. This week features the return of Joe Quazala. I replayed his episode 131 last week. For those of you who didn't listen to it when, uh, or if you're new to the podcast, that's from 2019. It's one of my favorite episodes. We re-aired it so people have context to see what has happened since he did the show in 2019. Is he married? Is he still single? You have to listen to find out. I'll be at Zany's in Old Town April 4th, Tuesday. Hopefully by the time this airs, the show is sold out. If not, please get your tickets. This is a big show. Uh, I'm going to be running my new hour, I believe, uh, before I record it this summer. Um, Then I'll be in Atlanta uh, at The Laughing Skull and at Comedy Zone in Fort Walton, I believe it is. I don't even know where that is. Columbus, Atlanta as well. Fort Walton, Florida. Those sound right, right, right? Oklahoma City, Bricktown Comedy Club. April 20th, 21st with Dave Landau. Then I'll be in uh, JP's Comedy Club for the first week of May uh, in Arizona. Then I'll be in L.A. and also in Florida. Go to my website, Paul F. Comedy, for upcoming dates, times, etc. Uh, I'll be in Chicago here and there as well in April, too. Or Chicago areas. Chicago adjacent, I suppose. Um yeah, follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. I'm trying to get my numbers up and check out our sponsor. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Farvar here, your host. If you're listening to this episode, you can actually watch it as well on my uh, YouTube page. It's uh, YouTube backslash Paul F. Comedy. This is a special best of series. Again, um, I often say that this episode, episode 131, is my favorite episode. Uh, Whenever people ask me, what should I start with when I talk about, uh, when I promote the podcast or they hear about the podcast, I always mention this guest in this episode because it was literally what I imagined the podcast to be when I started it. Uh, Comedian Joe Quazala. Hey, Joe. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Uh, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm glad to have you back. Uh, Joe, your episode has, is definitely one of the most listened to episodes. Is that, is that right? That's crazy. It is because, um, and people quote it to me a lot. I can tell when people listen to it because they say bread pudding. Uh, you told one of the, (laughs) one of the best stories. Uh, have you, (laughs) it's a story about a date that just clearly everyone, people always out of control. Yeah, people always say they have like crazy dates and and we all do, I guess, but yours was probably like the most insane. Yeah, I mean that's uh I guess that's saying something, you know, and it was it was certainly unusual for me. Uh it w- it was me trying to kind of get out of my comfort zone uh having been and both before and since like a very safe person who uh does not wade in those waters at all but like I was just it was at a point in my life and maybe just like whatever was going on I don't even really remember but I just think I was like you know let's see let's see where this goes which is really against all instincts that I ever have and it really uh wrong place wrong time to 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 be that way 
for those of you who haven't listened to it, go back and listen to episode 131. You you kind of you mentioned that on the podcast where you just wanted to get out of your comfort zone. You're just like, you know what? I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna go along with anything. Yeah. And really, uh, your date was something that you could never Im- imagine happening. You know, the things that she was saying were so funny. And uh it, it should be a movie if not a sketch or something. Have right? You- yeah. It feels like, you know, and I've watched I've watched some movies recently that uh have kind of a theme of like one bad night, like Eyes Wide Shut is kind of like that, and the movie After Hours is kind of like that. And you know, I, I that as a premise for a movie, I think it's always fun. It's like, oh, I did kind of have a version of that that I suppose is like right along that line where you could you could change enough details to make it like a horror movie, and you could change enough <laughs> details to make it a comedy movie if you just go in the other direction. There was a movie, I think, in the 80s with Bruce Willis called Blind Date, I think. Uh, okay. I don't remember the details. I think Kim Bassinger or someone was in it, but it was just like also like a horrible date. Uh, but obviously, the stuff that happened in that show, from what I remember, wouldn't hold up today. But yours would. Um, have you have Maybe. you told that story on any other? Have you mentioned that? On no, not, not really. I mean, I think I did... I did a show, I think a few years ago, where the the premise was like, uh, "Do you ever do We Still Like You? Do you remember that show? Yeah, I do remember that show, and I have done it. Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I think I told it then, just like that's a story where it's like embarrassing, and like the whole yeah. point is that like the audience will support you no matter whatever what you say. So I, I I told it some version of it there, but I've never before I mean, it was a little it was like kind of scarring in a, in a little way so like I, sure with, yeah maybe maybe it, it'll take some distance for me to go back to it and uh yeah I don't know because then there's also the I mean I know I, I I told it on on your show but it's like a little bit I'm like I don't want this to like get back to this woman and then suddenly she can find me in this back in my life I think that's very rare that that wouldn't happen but still there's a part of me that's like I don't want to like chance it. And then suddenly sure. this person is like bothering me. Well, that was my next question was, did you ever hear back from her? I mean, cause when we did ours, I think it was 2018 or so. Um, and then there was COVID. So I was like, did she, you've never heard back from her or anything like that? I mean, yeah, I hear, hear back is an interesting uh, turn of phrase. Cause it's as though I'm, I, you know, you hear back from someone that you reach out to, uh, I'm I'm hoping to uh, never hear uh, from this person <laughs> ever. Um, just I I I'm hoping, and I think this is very likely that I was one in a string of hundreds of of guys uh, for her, and that uh, I was not memorable enough. Like she's like the most memorable person I've ever met in my life, and I'm like not even registering in like the top 100 is is my hope, and I think a, a likely possibility. The the quote that I often get, um, and I often use it just when I'm walking into someone's house, uh, is where she was in your house or you were somewhere, and she's like, "Can I have this?" Like she's just asking for everything in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, which know. makes makes me wonder and i may maybe brought this up last time like was she homeless like what was going on why did she need or why was she, why did she want so many different uh household items <laughs> <laughs> and the bread pudding yeah bad news yeah. 
no bread pudding. Such a yeah. I I I strongly urge anyone that's listening to this go back to episode. In fact, I think what we'll do is we'll probably release that one again and so uh-huh. have it, and then then we'll know what's going on here. So. Flash forward, that was 2019. I apologize. What okay. has happened since? Are you still single? You are not single anymore. No, I'm. I, you know, I'm not. Uh, since then, like towards the tail end of 2019, I met somebody, and uh, you know, six months in, which was at the, which is candidly the longest I've I've ever been with somebody. Um, six months in, in my opinion, again, not someone who's super experienced, but I think is about right. That's what when like you know you you can you can start to get kind of serious like you've made it six months like you clearly like this person you guys are connecting, um and then six months happened to be when lockdown happened, so already there was like this natural moment of like getting serious but then also the circumstances of life led us to, uh spending a ton of time with each other, uh you know being at each other's apartments and kind of not seeing anybody else. For a prolonged period of time, uh, and so I, I I feel like it it lined up in, in a way where it made sense, you know, yeah. and sh- and if it had been a little bit earlier, it would have been maybe a little strange to do that, you know, like if you if you've been seeing someone for two months and then like suddenly you're like basically living with each other, but six months felt about right, um, and you know she she and I. Uh, it was a little bit of like an acceleration period too. Cause it was like, well, it's, yeah, you know, no, I was going to say the, uh, date in, you were locked down in LA, right? Yes. So LA that a period of time, a year in lockdown is I would equivocate, equivocate, equivocate it, equivocate it. Is that the right word? I don't know. Um, you would, you would, uh, liken it. Yeah, liken. <laughs> I would liken it to three to five years in a relationship because you it, it does it expedites everything. You're in a situation where you're with a person twenty four hours a day. If you were you guys staying together or kind yeah of, yeah. So yeah, I mean that if you survive that, you probably are going to be in a good situation for the rest of your life. Yeah, and you know then about. A year after lockdown and about a year and a half of our relationship, she moved in. Hell yeah! And that and that was two years ago. Um, and yeah, we, it's been uh, it's been great. And I I'm so lucky and, and fortunate and and happy. And uh, we've got a good thing going. And it's a uh, a far cry from last time I talked to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that the podcast steered you in the right direction. It feels <laughs> yeah. Like- I feel like we I credit the podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what I was going for. And that's kind of why you're here. We just wanted a ringing endorsement. Um, have you, uh, is she a comedian also or? Uh, no, she's an actor. Okay, good. See, like that's, I think that's the way to go. I think, um, especially in LA, you have a good position because someone that's not in comedy, but also understands the hustle and what's involved. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the way to go. Yeah, she's a, she's adjacent, uh, so she understands uh, more than say someone who's completely outside of the world. But she's not, uh, yeah, not in the direct community. And uh, you know, I as a comedian am also a writer and actor, and she uh, and I help each other with like 
you know, during the, the pandemic, self-tapes became the norm for auditions. <laughs> right. So, you know, we can really help each other and we are not struggling. We're not, it's, it's not annoying. Like we both get it so that we can do, we can be there for each other because it, it sucks to like have to put yourself on tape. You need another person to read those other lines totally. and asking, uh, asking that of someone where it's like completely out of their depth is sucks, but like we both know the grind we know the deal and so we can kind of work on those things together and and be there for each other in a way that that's helpful well for those obviously people know self-tape is where you have to record at home uh and mm -hmm. you just did one for sport clips no big deal uh and uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but um the thing that's funny about that is does she do you have to take her to, when she's doing them off when she's reading her lines to you do you have to be like, okay, take it, take it down a notch. Like, is she like, is she, <laughs> do you ever have no. that? You're like, okay, come on. This is about me right now. <laughs> oh, right. Where, where I, I feel personally slighted by the, her inhabiting a character who's not, uh, <laughs> she's asking you about the feeding lines and she's like, well, I kind of read this as this. And you're like, just, just read the line. Do you ever have that? No, none, none, none of that has ever, has ever happened. She's a, she's a pro. So <laughs> I'm not, but yeah. 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 And uh, so what, what have you, I guess, what's the advice you have for, how did you guys meet? Let's, let's start with that. Uh, through a friend, you know, it, when it was uh, more specifically a good friend of mine, his girlfriend, who I uh, had become a friend of mine at that point, she grew up with my girlfriend. So like they, they've known each other for a long time and she brought her to a show that I was doing with her boyfriend. So he had a show, he had me on it. And then she uh, came to the show and then brought fellow comedian. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was a kind of classic friend of a friend thing. And, you know, we, we met each other afterwards. So she had already seen me do pretty well at a comedy show, which uh, I, I've heard comics talk about before, but that's never been my experience. I've, I've never like done well at a comedy show. And I'm like, up. yeah no i've never done that and i don't i don't really think that this situation was was like that as well it just happened to be that the first time she did see me was on stage um well it wasn't planned it wasn't a situation where they were like oh we're bringing someone to set you up or was it no absolutely not randomly she came to watch mm -hmm. the show and then mm -hmm. i hit it off yeah what would have happened do you think if you didn't have a good show she's very nice um so i don't know you know, I mean, she's, she's, she's a very, very uh, nice and forgiving person. So okay. I, well, I so you're, even if she didn't uh, uh, enjoy the show, what if your headspace as a comedian after a show, you're not in a, you're not at a place to like, where I want to hang out. Yeah. At all. Yeah. That's, that's true. I, I might've just been like, I'm, I'm, I'm booking it. I can't, uh, I right. can't be around people, especially ones that just witnessed me show my whole ass. <laughs> have you uh is are is your friend and his girlfriend still together mm -hmm. okay because i'll be yeah honest, they are i didn't survive and you guys did i mean sometimes that kind of stuff happens but no they're they're, they're going strong and we, we see them frequently so and uh do you have does your girlfriend come to the shows with you now when she's available or you kind of prefer not to be you there? know the uh in the in the early days and, and you you would understand this uh 
I was very nervous about, uh, even though she'd seen me, I was still nervous about her seeing me again because I didn't want her to go to a bad show and I didn't want her to see me have a bad set. And I didn't want to, cause I've had, I'll tell, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I was, I was dating a woman in Chicago and very early on I invited her to a show and um, she was, she was really excited to see it. And then I did my set and it was fine. Like I really, in my recollection and at the time I was like, yeah, it was fine. It was, it was fun, funny. At, and we went to the bar after the show and she kept being like, do you think it went well? <laughs> and I was like, I, I mean, more. yeah. I, and then it, the more she asked me, I was like, well, now I don't. Uh, <laughs> and it was just, it was, she, she it gave me the vibe that she did not really uh, enjoy what I did on stage. And then as the, when the bar was closing down and we were leaving, she was like, I really need to go to the bathroom. Do you think maybe the bartender were like, let me sneak back in the bar and, and go to the bathroom. And we're like, yeah, probably. So we asked the bartender and he was like, yeah, sure. So she went in there. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of like waiting outside with like a few other comics and, uh, you know, like kind of too much time passes. And I'm thinking like, I should maybe like go check on her or something. Like she didn't seem drunk, but maybe she, it like hit her and then she like, passed out or she's just like in pain i don't know so you, something is going on so i like kind of rap on the door and talk to the bartender uh and i'm like hey so that woman just went in here uh to use the bathroom but that was like a long time ago she hasn't come out maybe like you could check on her i could check on her and he was like oh, oh that woman left out the back door like 20 minutes ago oh my god and i never saw her again Wow. So that like gave me PTSD about like a a, per, a person that I'm dating right. cannot, cannot, sure. they cannot come. They cannot come to a comedy show. I, sure. I, I, unless it's, it's extremely curated. Like I know this is like a really hot show. I know there'll be a good crowd. Right. There's a strong possibility that I will do well and I will do like the best set I can. And, you know, in, in the early stages of dating my current girlfriend, none of those things really lined up. I had some shows and she knew I had shows, but I did not invite her. Cause I was like, I can't run the risk of you seeing a bad show. It reflects on go me out the back then, door. Yeah. And then you go out the back door. Yeah. And so she, she kind of thought that I, uh, I didn't like her cause she knew I wasn't inviting her to, to those shows, but it was like, there's this, and every, every comedian I've talked to about that, they're like, Oh, like totally. Like that's what you, you, I, I won't let my girlfriend of five years see me do comedy. I just won't. And so you, as you know, it's, it's, it's a delicate thing, but yeah. that all that being said, um, eventually got comfortable enough to, to, you know, uh, she can come see a show and, and it's in good and honestly good enough shows popped up and like the degree of security where it was like, yes, I, I'm come along. I would love for you to go. And then after the pandemic, when she was like, when all of us were really starved for any connection with anybody and to like go see things, she was, she was coming to, excuse me, a, a good amount of shows. But then uh, after a while, she was like, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Do you take her? So you do, you do, do uh, you tour well sometimes too, right? Mm -hmm. Do you take her on those shows with you? Like if you're, yeah. Going, yeah uh, I mean, if it's a place, she, it's a, if it's a place, if it's a place she wants to go to, it's like, you know, uh, 
before, not long before the pandemic, I had a gig in Vegas. And so from LA, you can, you can drive there. So it's not like we had to buy a, a new uh, plane ticket uh, or anything. And then also it was like a free trip to Vegas where like, you know, I'm not only am I getting paid, but we're getting put up in a nice hotel and, and all that stuff. So it was like, we did that. And, and that was great, you know, cause uh, sometimes you go to Vegas and like you lose money, <laughs> Yeah. but in, in this case we could go, you know, just kind of goof around and, and be in a nice, in a nice place. And I'm actually profiting off this, off this trip. Sure. And so we've done that. And I did the San Francisco sketch fest earlier this year and, and, she, and she came with me. So it's, and you know, I'll be going to New York probably next month or so. And, and she is coming along. Cause sometimes these places like San Francisco, New York, Vegas, it's like places you want to go to anyway. So, you know, but she's not going to Des Moines, Iowa with you? Probably not. Yeah. I, I always find it's funny because there's a couple of comedians I tour with every once in a while that are bigger names. And when their significant others aren't with them, it's like stressful for me because I have to like go out with them all the time and we're just drinking and partying and whatever. And I don't really drink anymore, but they want to go out. They want to do all these stuff. And then sometimes like they bring their significant other and they're like, you can just see that they don't want they don't want that person around. They want to just hang out with the other comedians. So it's kind of like weird. a weird balance that it's like, when do you decide that you want to have someone? And and I've been in that situation too, where I've brought uh, girls I've dated to a show, and I'm like, oh man, I kind of just want to hang out and talk to the comedians for a few hours. So it's like, but on the flip side, you know, there's sometimes where you're like, oh, my opener is problematic. I'd rather just leave. And you, yes. Oh yeah, my God. No. It's, it's, it can, it can be perfect. Cause like, yeah, sometimes you're stuck, you do this gig and it's like in a weird club and like the openers are kind of strange. And uh, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you got your girlfriend with you, you can just be like, we're going to go have dinner. And you guys, know, yeah. <laughs> they can't, they can't be like, Oh man. But if you're alone and you're just like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> it's like, like it's, they it's don't quite awkward a position. And I've been in, I've been in both situations sometimes, but, and I don't have, I don't have a serious girlfriend, but I've, even when I've been dating people, I'm like, Oh man, like I wish she wasn't here right now. Or, or sometimes I'm like, I wish I had an out because I just want to leave. And uh, this guy wants to keep going, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of like, when do you do that? And then going back to what you said about bringing someone to show, it's dating is harder because they always want to come see you. And you're like, well, it's not, it's not like a thing where I can socialize with you. I got to like, you know, prepare and stuff like that. I'll put you in a corner. You can watch and the other comedians. And then when I go up, we'll leave after I, my set. But it's always like, ah, I don't know if they want to come now. I got to do some good jokes. I'm working on new material. You're like it starts affecting what you you do because they've seen all your stuff or or they haven't seen your stuff. You know, yeah. And sometimes they have to like often if it's you know a showcase, they have to endure upwards of an hour and a half of other people of yeah. varying quality doing whatever that you did not sanction. And so you're like, okay, I feel that way. I mean, like even just outside of like relationships, it's like when I would do shows uh, and my like parents were around, my parents are like very supportive of my career, which is great. And they like to do like shows, <laughs> but like, I'm always, I'm always like, I don't, I can't like sign off on like the six other weird dudes <laughs> that you're going to see. And like, you're not going to like it. Um, 
And, you know, I'm going to go up maybe for 10 or 15 minutes and like, I'm happy for you to see that there's no problem, but like, know what you're getting into. Like, especially when I was starting out, it was like bar shows with real suspect <laughs> comics. It's like, but you know, now luckily now, like I, I I'm at a position where like they can come see me and, I, and I'm doing like an hour or whatever. And like, <laughs> maybe there's an opener and then it won't be very long. So yeah. I, there, there's that. I tune out everything you said after you said uh, my parents are supportive because I was like, oh, what would that be like? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's nice. No, I uh, that's the same way, too. Like you have these six comedians. But the one thing that I've done lately is I'll I, you know, sometimes you're like, well, it's a good way to see what maybe I'm missing something about someone. And then uh, I'll be like, who did you like? And then because <laughs> they're like sure. people that aren't on the inside. You know, we have our. Yes. Our and then. It's so amazing to hear uh, when someone who doesn't do what we do. I think your girlfriend's a little different because she's an actor and she knows that some of the she can probably determine what's hack and what's not. I think. I mean, you'd you'd be you'd be surprised. I mean, I, she definitely has like a good a good sensibility, but and I think she can't. She definitely does have a good ear for what is uh, unoriginal and what is. Uh, but I, I think she's also a good, reliable, like objective audience member that I can, yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And I, and that was funny too, because that going back to when we started, I don't know if I'm right, that open mic at Merkel's years ago, I think over 12 years ago. Uh, yeah. We have Persians and we would have guest, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Judges. They would judge the, it was a champ. It was a, do you remember it was like a kind of i'm sure i stayed away <laughs> if there were judges and they would pick the best three comedians and sometimes we'd have celebrity judges sometimes celebrity judges would be either uh the bookers at you know zany or co comedy laugh factory or just three beautiful women mm -hmm. and uh, the stuff that they would sometimes like i remember i was like no like they would say their top three and then like when you're like what no we're not we're not putting him in the finals. <laughs> and right, was, right. Kind of rude, but we're like, I guess, all right, I guess we have to put so-and-so in. But yeah, it's 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 interesting to see what people see. And then going back to your situation with the girl who left out the back, like what you did was probably like hilarious to people that go to comedy shows. But I can see how, you know, sometimes people that don't understand comedy are like, wait, why is he alienating half the crowd and then digging himself out of the hole? You know what I mean? the nuances of comedy. Uh-oh. Nope. I'd lost you for a second. You were saying alienating. Oh, I said, yeah. uh, I said, uh, I could see how like, like that one with the back that went out the back door. Yes. Like, Why are you alienating half the crowd and digging yourself a hole to get out of it? And they don't understand that nuance. Whereas people that uh -huh. go to was like holy shit that was amazing you know yeah I'll, I'll forever be curious about what exactly because again it was not a bomb I, I know it was not a bomb I think maybe she like had uh started to like heighten uh, in her head like the version of what my comedy would be and it just didn't meet that expectation is my <laughs> best guess did she talk about comedy at all like was she like oh I really love uh you know uh larry the cable guy <laughs> no I, I that's if i had hints like that i think i could have i could have a better uh 
guess for for what exactly happened but no it just like and you know my comedy is not offensive it's by, oh. by no means like racy at all it doesn't like touch on any sensitive issues so like maybe it wasn't racy enough maybe she was looking for you to you know drop a couple she's a real edgelord and i did not deliver <laughs> she was hoping she's like well you know i i didn't notice anything that was uh you know edgy enough for me so and so we're, i'm gonna have to drop this guy asap <laughs> That is such a weird situation to be in. And I, I'm sorry you had to deal with it, but it all worked Thank you. out. It did. Yeah. It really, really uh, made me sad. Um, but, you know, made me sad and made me angry. And then, you know, you you move on. Sure. And clearly you have. Um, what uh, what is the what are the one thing that you would give advice to people that are uh, dating other people that are adjacent uh whatever because i always say this is the perfect thing is it clearly you're not going to say well it sucks like what right. is it that what was it that makes it what do you think it that makes it work uh the best in terms to, of to date someone who's like uh kind of adjacent to what you do but not fully involved in the in your particular yeah. discipline okay well have you have you dated other comedians before right you you have or no, no. oh i know you did i apologize no i don't you know i no as far as far as i know it's like the handful of people who I, i've dated uh some have been like somewhat adjacent but nobody who's like been a full-on comedian um and you know what's what's nice it, what's nice about it is you know you can you can be there for each other and you can maybe offer a fresh perspective that isn't fully uh off base you know what i mean like anyone can give their their perspective on a thing and, and and a good angle and i'm just talking about like dealing with the hardships of of this business and of this uh discipline um and uh, hardships frustrations whatever but like anyone can have a good perspective but when there's someone who like works in a similar thing they so sometimes the wisdom that they've got can can be particularly insightful and to open yourself to that i think it is is a wise move sounds like it we'll see we'll check in uh we'll check back in in two years to see like yeah she left i did this avant-garde show and she just was like out the back door yeah i did this podcast and she was like how dare you talk about me <laughs> It's like, why are you on a podcast called Singles Only? I've had that. Yeah, out. suspicious, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, Joe, I really, really, really appreciate you coming back. And uh, like I said, I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Your episode is literally the one episode. If anyone asks me, especially when I'm, I match on like dating apps, like, what's your pod about? I'm like, go listen to the episode. Yeah. Well, uh, and well, that's I, so I, sweet. I've learned how to spell your name because sometimes I'll spell it wrong. Like I can't find it. I'm like, oh, all right. Here, this is what it is. You had to learn. Well, that's that's good to hear that uh, one of the worst nights, if not the worst night of my life, turned into something uh, that's uh, nice <laughs> and uh, productive for somebody. Silver lining so. and everything. Yeah, <laughs> that is. And now you've added another dating story about going out the back door. So we we can yep. add list. Where can uh, people find out more about your upcoming stuff and what do you got coming up that you want to promote? Yeah, uh, people can go to Joe Kwa, J-O-E-K-W-A on Instagram and TikTok. They can Joe K, Joe K on Twitter. 
And uh, of stuff that's coming up, I'm going to be doing shows in the middle of April, like the 12th through the 17th, thereabouts. You can check my my stuff. And joequazala.com, I guess we'll have my dates as well. And uh, yeah, I've got, a, uh, I've got a new special coming out. Uh, on May sixth, I think. So again, if you if you look at the socials, you'll see everything you need to know about what I'm doing, where I'm going to be, what's coming out. Awesome, Joe. I really, really appreciate it. Everyone, please check out Joe again. And like I said, I'll probably put your other episode up right before this, just to uh, to give people some some feedback. Context. Context. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you again, Joe, and thank you all for listening to another edition of singles only podcast so we've been doing this podcast what six seven years now and the one thing you know about me is that i was a lawyer it's one of the cardinal things associated with me behind being a comedian former musician or failed musician or uh, persian or old but when i need a lawyer i call my friend scott shapiro and you should do the same too 312-648-8800 Scott Shapiro has been representing people for 25 years with workers' comp cases, personal injury, and entertainment law. Scott is a full-service law firm, and in addition to all the injuries that I talked about, work injuries, personal injury, and entertainment law, he handles other matters too. So you can hit him up, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You will not be disappointed. But I'm still-